Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. We are coming to you tonight live from high atop the Howard Stern Tower, 147 stories above Gotham. Thea Harper is our executive producer tonight. I mean, Chris Housel's the executive producer, but he's in South Carolina. If I say Thea's the boss, what's he going to do? Huh? Leave the Confederacy and come here? She's doing a victory dance in the studio right now. I can't hear you. There's a glass wall, but I can see you. And it's really nice to come to work one day a week at a place that's not where I live and see one coworker in this creepy empty building. I can't hear you. I was saying I'm the boss. You are the boss. No, tonight you are. I'm. I listen. Put the post that video we just shot, and it'll show I you. I don't know. Yeah, post it. Come on. Um, no, Chris Householt's our executive producer, running things from the South Carolina bureau. Thea Harper is here with me in New York, and it's empty, man. It's empty here in the Howard Stern. T- there's like a child on a big wheel riding through the hallways. It's Overlook Hotel kind of empty and so we need you to fill the empty spaces in our hearts at 866-997-4748 last night i was in silver springs maryland i left town (laughs) and took an amtrak down to dc four times to dc in one year after not being in dc for almost three years it was wonderful to go back but last night was very special because we didn't stay in dc we hopped a cab and went about 30 minutes away from union station to silver spring maryland It's that close. And last night at the Fillmore in Silver Spring, which is a gorgeous theater, a thousand seater, uh, I had the great honor of headlining a birthday party, the 60th birthday party of Congressman Jamie Raskin. And it was a great crowd. Uh, Representative Raskin is a real gentleman. He's going to come here on the show, even though it's me hosting. He still said he would do it. And uh, it was just a blast. So thank you to everybody who came out last night to celebrate Jamie Raskin's birthday and his career. Now, today, I came back this morning at 5 a.m., got the first train back, came straight to the studio, sat down with Guillermo del Toro. I've had so little sleep, I'm hallucinating people. So really, we need your help all through the night at 866-997-4748. We're also going to be joined by Victor Xi, who was the youngest Biden delegate in the 2020 election, the, the only Gen Z delegate in the 2020 election to talk about politics and what's going on in Georgia. That's right, folks. The 2020 election from last month will finally be done. And then comedian Rhonda Handsome joins us as well for another edition of Tall, Dark, and Handsome Mondays. All that plus your phone calls. What's that number one more time? 866-997-4748. Hello to everyone listening live. Our evil army of the night. We love when you call in. There's a lot going on in the news and we need your feedback on everything. And hello to our daywalkers. Everyone listening through the magic of SiriusXM's Merger with Pandora, either on demand, on the SiriusXM app, or on the John Fugelsang podcast, you guys can always write to us at uh, johnfugelsang.com or our show's Facebook page. We love to hear from you. And before we get started, a couple of quick tributes to a couple of people who I, I didn't get to know very well, but I, I knew briefly. Bob McGrath. Bob from Sesame Street, Uh, such a fixture of my childhood and probably yours as well. I never got to meet Bob, but a couple years ago, Frank and I went to see a a show at uh, at Birdland. Uh, John Pizzarelli was doing a a, a tribute to the Sinatra Jobim Brazilian music. And there was Bob McGrath of Sesame Street. He was like 85. And to me, he was the biggest star in the place to to actually get to shake his hand. Um, Really, really a thrill. He was a gentleman who was with Sesame Street from its premiere in 1969 all the way through 2017. He got to start singing. He, He sang on the Mitch Miller show on TV and he had a big recording career 
in Japan. He was 90 years old. And um, this is something that just happened just before we came on the air. And, and it's very sad news. And it's very shocking news. But we have lost Kirstie Alley, two-time Emmy Award-winning actor who uh, rose to fame in Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan as Savick, the Vulcan. Um, and then, of course, she won her Emmys for her role as Rebecca on the NBC series Cheers. She had her own sitcom, a Fat Actress, as well as Veronica's Closet. Did a lot of movies. I will always say that she deserved an Oscar nomination as uh, Woody Allen's enraged therapist wife in Deconstructing Harry, where she catches him cheating on her and just is trying to be with a client and can't focus on her client. She keeps leaving the room to scream at her evil husband. And it's one of the funniest performances you will ever see in a film. She had a battle with cancer. She was only 71 years old. And I just want to say one thing about Kirstie. It is true that she went very right wing. In recent years, she became very, very pro-Trump. And uh, I just want to say that when she went Trump, she never unfollowed me on Twitter. She kept reading my tweets. She was always friendly to me. She never attacked me in any way. Was never anything but kind and lovely to me. Because sometimes people who disagree on politics can still be nice to each other. But you guys know that. You listen to progress. So God bless Kirstie Alley. God bless Bob McGrath, and God bless all y'all for listening to us, unless you're an atheist, in which case, word, glad you're here. 866-997-4748. Let's do a show. And thank God for incompetent fascists, because that's what we got. We got a lot of fascists in this country, but when they get the reins of power, thank you, Jehovah, they tend to be walking around in clown shoes. I'm thinking Bush Cheney. I'm thinking Trump. And right now, we're in a really strange time. I mean, the planet feels like a reality show where Trump and Putin and Kanye and Elon are just making really, really bad choices. And we have to watch. And we're all screaming, no, don't do that. And it doesn't matter. Uh, the show is always on TV and we're not allowed to turn it off. And we've always got to watch Trump, Putin, Kanye and Elon fucking things up. So with that in mind, let's talk a little bit about what's enraging people today which would be the former and would be future president, the star of Celebrity Apprentice, who was fired by NBC because he's racist, uh, a man who took an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, has suggested suspending the Constitution in support of his profoundly insane contention that he won the 2020 election, even though there's no proof he won it, even though his Homeland Security chief, his secretary of state, his own daughter and countless Republican state officials have said he lost. He won't stop. He can't stop. And everyone's talking about what he did now on Truth Social. In case you missed it, I'm sure your subscribers, I'm sure you don't miss anything on Truth Social. But just in case you may have heard already that Donald Trump posted. So with the revelation of massive widespread fraud and deception in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC and the Democrat Party, none of which is true. We went through this on Friday. The Matt Taibbi email thread revealed no crimes and only reminded us that uh, it was Donald Trump in power in 2020, not Joe Biden. Let me get back to it. Um, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude, lean in on this, allows for the termination of all rules, regulations and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. Unprecedented fraud requires unprecedented cure. Can you imagine if Joe Biden posted unprecedented fraud requires unprecedented cure? Can you imagine what would have happened if Barack Obama had said this allows for termination of all rules and articles, even those found in our Constitution? Can you imagine if Obama did it wearing a tan suit? Donald Trump, loser. The only man with a good chance of losing the U.S. popular vote three times is calling for the overthrow of the Constitution that established our nation. He is literally calling for the establishment of a dictator. And everyone's talking about it. Well, almost everyone. For a full day, the New York Times made no mention of Trump's post. Not a single mention on the Washington Post front page either. This is a former president saying we have to 
throw the Constitution in the wood chipper and illegally seize the presidency. Why? Well, I got a theory about that. See, Donald Trump's mouth is a tennis ball launcher. Everything that comes out of his mouth is a bright yellow bouncy tennis ball. And the U.S. media, by and large, are dogs. They will chase down every tennis ball he spits out into ditches, into ravines, into back alleys. And by the time they bring a tennis ball back, Trump has vomited out 19 more volleys. And that's how it works. So maybe the Times and the Post were thinking, look, this is a deliberate choice. We're not going to let Trump hijack our front page for his unpatriotic bullshit. So we all flipped out. And boy, have we flipped out. And, and are you shocked? That's my thing. I mean, listen, I, I, I love you liberal media types, but are you really you're shocked by this, that he would want to tear up the Constitution? He already tried it on January 6th. This is the man who gave us our first ever non-peaceful transfer of power. And again, <laughs> this is a great conversation because we should talk with our right wing friends about Donald Trump and the Constitution. Because Donald Trump could have been impeached one minute into his first inaugural address because he never divested himself of his businesses under the Constitution's emoluments clause. I mean, Donald Trump said that under Article 2 of the Constitution, I have the right to do whatever I want as president. No, that's not what it says. You know, the Eighth Amendment, which prevents the use of cruel and unusual punishment. Donald Trump ran for president, promising to bring back torture. He doesn't know the Constitution. He doesn't care about the Constitution. He ran on a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the U.S., which violates the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. Trump never, let me say this again, never cared about the Constitution. He never cared about the government. Donald Trump never learned what the three branches of government were. He thought it was the White House, House, and Senate. As president, he tweeted that. He never cared about the Constitution, and Republicans never cared that he didn't care. Uh, do we have this clip, Chris? This is uh, yesterday on Stephanopoulos with Congressman Dave Joyce. And George was trying to get Congressman Joyce, well, to, to have some kind of opinion about tearing up our Constitution and having a dictator. Give a listen. Able to live and, and take care of their family. But Donald Trump was your nominee in 2016 and 2020. You voted for him mm -hmm. in 2016 and 2020. Now he's talking about suspending the Constitution. Can you support a candidate in 2024 who's for suspending the Constitution? Well, again, it, it's early. I think there's going to be a lot of people in the primary. I think at the end of the day, uh, you will say uh, whoever the Republicans end up pick, I'll fall in behind because that's even if it's Donald Trump and he's called for suspending the Constitution. Well, again, I think it's going to be a big field. I don't think Donald Trump's going to clear out the field like he did in the six. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking you if he's the nominee, will you support him? Uh, I will support whoever the Republican nominee is. And I just don't think that at this point he'll be able to get there because I think there's a lot of other good quality candidates out there. <laughs> oh. That's a remarkable statement. You just, you'd support a candidate who's come out for suspending the Constitution? Well, you know, he, he says a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> you have to take him in context. And right now, uh, it, I have to worry about making sure as a Republican governance group and a Republican majority that we make things work for American people. And I can't be uh, really chasing every one of these crazy statements that come out about from any of these candidates at the moment. But, but that's an extraordinary statement. You can't come out against someone who's for suspending the Constitution? Well, first off, it has no ability to suspend the Constitution. Secondly, but he says he's for it. Well, you know, he says a lot of things, that, uh, but that doesn't mean that it's ever going to happen. So you've got to accept uh, exact fact from fantasy. And fantasy is that the, we're going to suspend the Constitution and go backwards. We're moving forward, and we're going to continue to move forward as a Republican majority and as a, a Republican conference. God. I don't see how you can move forward if your candidate is for suspending the Constitution, but thank you for your time this morning. What a coward. What a coward. There's nothing to worry about, George. He, he's just a delusional liar. What, what, what are you worried about? Of course I'd vote for the delusional liar. These cowards. My God, how is it possible that you're the party of dicks and you're all dickless? The party of dicks remains dickless. Of course, the Republican Party is silent. They want him gone. They want Trump gone. They got Ron DeSantis and they want Trump to leave and they want the Democrats to take care of it. And there's me, the lone voice in the wilderness, saying, no, Democrats, keep Trump in this. Don't indict him. Don't put him in jail. Not until he can run third party. They just want him gone. The Republicans got a new doughy authoritarian mediocrity who shits on trans children and migrants. And they really want to go steady with this new guy. And they don't want their crazy ex, Trump, showing up. But is he crazy? Is he despotic? Is he panicking? Or 
Is it just same shtick, different day? Because here's the deal, <laughs> right? Even when you think he means it, are, are you paying attention to what Trump's doing? Because, I mean, everyone's talking about this. Everyone's talking that he wants to suspend the Constitution. He wants to terminate the Constitution. But when we're talking about Donald Trump wanting to suspend the Constitution, you know what we're not talking about? The Mar-a-Lago Nazi Thanksgiving? Or his oath keeper, Flunky Henchman, was convicted of seditious conspiracy last week? We're not talking about the midterm elections and how all those high-profile candidates he backed, almost all of them lost. We're not talking about how the DOJ is investigating his role in the attempt to throw out the last election. If we're talking about Donald Trump wants to terminate the Constitution, that's time we're not giving to Judge Beryl Howell of the D.C. District Court rejecting his claims of executive privilege and ordering his White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, to provide additional testimony to the federal grand jury. We're not talking about the fact that Stephen Miller just testified to the committee. They can't even get the smell of sulfur out of the Capitol after Stephen Miller came in. If we're talking about Donald Trump tearing up the Constitution, we're not mentioning the House Ways and Means Committee finally getting six years of Trump's tax returns after years years of attempts to keep them hidden. We're not talking about the fact that we just found out this weekend Donald Trump had a hidden $19.8 million loan from a foreign company linked to North Korea, and he kept it a secret. It's illegal. But say some ignorant shit about the Constitution, and it's a guarantee we're not going to talk about your crimes. We're not going to talk about the fact that he just called these indicted terrorists on our capital assault patriots and political prisoners, or that he said that he would issue full presidential pardons to every one of those godless Confederate traitor terrorists on January 6th. We're not talking how the DOJ is investigating his theft of documents. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit declared Judge Aileen Cannon had no authority to allow Trump a special master to review the materials when they searched Mar-a-Lago. We're not talking about the fact the Trump Organization's trial for tax fraud has almost reached a verdict. We're not talking about the fact that Herschel Walker is going to eat it in the special election in Georgia. Oh, Herschel. Oh, it's almost done. I know. This erection is about the people. And I applaud Herschel for mentioning that the erection is about the people. He, he said that, and it's true. This erection has touched a lot of people. You have to go to your local erection center to cast a ballot, by the way. And, and, and you know, I, I applaud the people of Georgia for being able to, you know, hold two erections almost at the same time. <laughs> We're not talking about Trump dining with Hitler lovers and white supremacists and a pedophile on Thanksgiving night. We're not talking about the fact that he wants to give aid to people that were convicted of sedition and that he's declared the Constitution should be suspended. Yeah, that's news, but he's only saying it. He's only saying it to distract and deflect. Folks, it's more tennis balls. We chase them all down. This is the leader of the Republican Party. He is the presumptive presidential nominee of the Republican Party calling for the overthrow of our fundamental law. The media has a job now. And you heard Stephanopoulos do it very well. Every, and I'm sorry, I do mean every Republican in office, every Republican media figure, and every Republican in your life that you talk to, that you're friendly with, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, you got to ask them. The only declared Republican candidate for president said we should terminate the Constitution. What is your response? Today, Trump denied he wanted to do it. He said, uh, uh, he, he said he didn't mean it. He said, the fake news is actually trying to convince the American people that I said I wanted to terminate the Constitution. This is simply not true. Disinformation and lies. He said this today on Truth Social. Again, his exact words, uh, the termination of all rules, even those found in the Constitution. <laughs> the White House responded to Trump saying, you cannot love America only when you win. Attacking the Constitution and all it stands for is anathema to the soul of our nation. Trump is already under investigation for sedition. His henchmen have been convicted of sedition. And he's tweeting out shit that's completely seditious. Donald Trump is a debit to his race. And never forget, the only thing Donald Trump cares about regarding the Constitution is that he thinks Barack Obama is only three-fifths of a president. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm John Fugel saying this is SiriusXM Progress, and I'm so pleased to welcome Victor Shi back to the show. He's a writer, a speaker, an organizer, uh, a podcast co-host, and a junior at UCLA. More recently, he was elected as the youngest delegate for Joe Biden at the DNC convention in 2020 at the age of 17. He got over 42,000 votes in Illinois' 10th congressional district. He was then offered a position as an organizer on the Biden for President campaign, and he has become co-host of the podcast Intergenerational Politics with our good friend Jill Weinbanks. And you've probably seen him on MSNBC, CNN, PBS, and he's got his own new podcast out right now. What a pleasure to welcome Victor Xi back to SiriusXM. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me back on, John. Thank you. So before we even get anywhere, for those who don't know, tell us about On The Move, your newest podcast. Yeah, so it's actually not a podcast. It's technically a show. So it's a daily show with Politicon, and they have a great array of um, network of, of shows such as iJohn Politics, which is the other one I co-host with Jill. They also co-host, or they also host um, Hashtag Sisters in Law, which is another great podcast. So there's just a really great number of podcasts that Politicon co um sponsors and and kind of has on and so uh, on the move is really about gen z our politics and culture and it's a daily show that streams live at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern time and it's all about just hoping to give people a better understanding of gen z which is um a really important electorate really unique generation and hopefully shedding light on uh this generation that i feel really grateful to be a part of well i'm very sorry for calling your show a podcast that happens to me all the time okay. <laughs> and i have to explain to people what radio is so my <laughs> my sympathies uh Victor, here's my question. How are you going to have a country as Gen Z once uh, President Trump reassumes the office and terminates the Constitution? I mean, you don't, which is why we cannot elect uh, President Trump, uh, reelect President Trump. And I think Gen Zers really understand that. When you talk to Gen Zers, the most important thing that they kind of say is, one, it's the attack on our lives. But two, they are also so sick of this Republican Party that is becoming more and more extreme. And you have people like Trump that are literally calling for the termination of the U.S. Constitution. And then even worse, I think you have Republicans who are willing who are unwilling to condemn Trump's rhetoric and behavior. These are things that I mean. I mean, I remember just talking to Jill, who I co-host um, iGen Politics with. I mean, she always tells me about Watergate and how that was a time when Republicans and Democrats could come together. But now there's just seemingly nothing that Republicans can speak out against that are you know just so blatantly wrong and um, just inappropriate. But that's the political reality we live in. And I think Gen Zers know better uh, than to vote for Republicans this time around. Yes. And thank you for mentioning that, because I think we have to we have to make it not just about Donald Trump. It's about his posse. Seventy one percent of college students have an unfavorable view of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud to live in a country where young people care about climate science. They don't want to make it easier to get guns. They don't want to ban abortions worldwide. I mean, I'm, I'm really ready for Gen Z to hurry up and take over already. Yeah, I mean, so am I. I think we're starting to see that representation begin to, you know, go in Congress. You have Maxwell Frost all the way down ballot. You have more Gen Zers winning office, running for office, which is great news. But like you said, I mean, this Republican Party is just so unwilling to come out against anything that Donald Trump says. Things like anti-Semitism, racism, calling for the shredding of the U.S. Constitution. I think uh, Liz Cheney said it best yesterday. Last night, she went to Twitter and she said it's hard for any rational person to say that Donald Trump uh, is anything but a denier or, I guess, enemy of the U.S. Constitution. And I you know, wrote something on Twitter last night basically saying that I'd go a step further and say that Republicans are also uh, the enemy of the Constitution because they, they don't uh, actually come out against and uh, criticize Donald Trump for Correct. everything that he says. And so I think it's becoming really hard for anyone to um, kind of support this party, especially when it comes to Gen Zers that have seen this Republican Party done so much to make our lives uh, worse. 
Let's talk about Georgia. Uh, you tweeted earlier how 154,176 Georgians have returned their absentee ballots so far, which shatters the previous record by more than 80 percent. It really looks like people are turning out in the beautiful state of Georgia for tomorrow's special runoff election. And honestly, Victor, I'm I'm thrilled with it. I, I overall enjoyed Election Day 2022, and I'm glad it's still going on. And as a fan of comedy, I'm going to miss Herschel Walker. I really am. <laughs> I know, but it's better for democracy. Uh, if you are if right, win. fine. Um, be the grown up in the room. Be uh, the adult in the room, Gen Z. Fine. We can still make jokes about him, though. No, I, I, I think that he will still be relevant, or I guess he will still try to be relevant after Georgia. But I think you're, you, you hit the nail um, right on the head. We're seeing remarkable turnout in Georgia. And I just want to um, make it clear to your audience that this is a state where I think you're seeing ground zero voter suppression too and despite all of that you saw right before uh, i guess right after thanksgiving there was this huge attempt by republicans to prevent georgians from voting on the saturday after thanksgiving you had groups like mark elias and other pro-democracy groups basically say uh, in courts that this isn't this is classic voter suppression and the courts thank goodness rescinded uh, the republican attempts to suppress voting but you know Early voting has really just been going on for a little more than a week. It ended last Friday. Tomorrow is going to be Election Day. But this has been a really narrow window for Georgians to go out there and vote. You've been seeing long lines. You've been seeing people really fired up and ready to go. And last week, you saw day after day, it would have been a new record for the Georgia uh, state early uh, vote runoff um, turnout uh, if it weren't for like the previous day. So you saw turnout records just getting shattered every yeah. single day. Um, and, and it was really remarkable. You're seeing Georgians, I think, uh, especially in the metropolitan areas and the more urban areas, those are the areas that you're seeing the highest turnout. And those are the areas where you're also seeing um, people vote overwhelmingly for uh, Reverend Warnock back in That's 2021. Right. Those were the areas that really helped um, Reverend Warnock win. And I think you're going to see a, a similar pattern this time around. But I think just all in all, what you're seeing right now is very encouraging news for Democrats and very bad news for Republicans because Republicans have made it basically a central campaign strategy to prevent their base from voting early, casting doubt on mail-in ballots. That's and right. so they're going to really have to rely on that early in-person uh, vote. And I think that's just, um, uh, it's going to be a really hard margin to, to close, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, you know, when a couple hundred thousand Republican Georgians vote for Brian Kemp, but don't vote for Herschel Walker. They don't vote down ballot Republican. I don't think those people right. are showing up tomorrow to vote. But, you know, Greg Palace, the, the great investigative journalist, he's on the show tomorrow night. He's been uh, posting mm-hmm. reports and showing videos of these hours and hours long lines all around Black Lanta, you know, where the state got rid of most drop boxes. Again, it's yeah. not about taking away your right to vote. Just making it a little harder here, 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 and here for mm-hmm. you know who to cast their vote. And the official wait times in white rural counties and suburbs is about 10 but minutes. It's like zero. About 10 minutes yeah, at most yeah. half Ten an minutes. hour, where we see African American voters in Georgia again on lines that go on for hours. To me, Victor, that tells me the system is working exactly as it was planned to. Exactly. And, and and like you said, these Republicans know that this election is going to be all about turnout. And so if they can suppress the vote here and there, that's how they're going to win this election. But like you said, I think Jordans are much better than that, much smarter than that. They're turning out to vote. They're waiting in lines. And it's said this is the democracy that we have to live in, right? We want to live in a place where people can have easy access to the ballot. It doesn't take hours to go and vote. But this is what it's um, right now. And I think Democrats and people are sh- showing up across Georgia and, um, you know, it's, it's this is exactly how it's working. It's a voter suppression at play, but voters are showing up and they're responding. And I think you're going to send a really strong message come tomorrow about one, they're going to reject this extreme attempt to suppress uh, Jordan voices. And they're going to reelect, I think, Reverend, uh, Reverend, Reverend Raphael Warnock tomorrow. I, I think you're right as well. And that's interesting, too. I mean, as appalling as it is that it's this close when you've got the the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, Dr. King's old church, and he's up against, you know, uh, wife beater with a head injury who abandons his kids. Um, As as depressing as it is, it's wonderful seeing the movement that Reverend Warnock has created. And I got to be honest, you know, everyone tends to get a little uh, a little their cart ahead of the horse now and then in these things. But. We're hearing people now say, oh, well, if Reverend Warnock can show that he can win four elections in two years, that makes him a natural to be a Democratic presidential candidate for 2024. Like, literally, Victor, they're already talking about Raphael Warnock running for president. Um, But he is going to win, right? He's going to win. Come on. You're paying closer attention to this than me. I just make jokes about it. It looks really good. 
I, I'm, I'm bullish. And, and that's one of the things that I think happens a lot in politics. People think way ahead. I just want everyone to focus on this election. I remember in 2022, even before the midterm elections in 2022, people were talking about 2024. I'm like, let's get through this election, see what happens. Same thing with Georgia. We need all hands on deck. I think Barack Obama said it best uh, uh, on Friday when he was speaking in Georgia. We can't give up. We must stay focused. I'm optimistic. I think all the numbers indicate that it's good news for Democrats. You're seeing a lot of big turnout in the metropolitan areas. You're seeing a lot of young people turn out on college campuses. I think it's a recipe for good news for Democrats. But, you know, tomorrow we need all hands on deck. We need people to go out there in lines uh, and wait in line. We need people to go out there and vote because it's going to be really important, uh, I think, for uh, this democracy, for everyone to stay engaged and not give up quite yet. Yeah, I just want Kamala Harris to have more free time. You know, for me, if she's not breaking ties, then then it's going to be easier for her and for everybody else. Um, But let me ask about Joe Biden. You know, I've had it with the ageism. Um, I've had it with, uh, with with the prejudice against him for being 80. To me, um, you know, he's 80 with a stutter and he gets more done in a day than most 30 year olds. I know yeah. I was doing a fun. I was doing a show last night with Jamie Raskin for his birthday. And I began just rattling off everything that Joe Biden, and this Congress have done in two years. The PAP, PACT Act, the CHIPS Act, infrastructure spending, lowest childhood poverty rate in American history last year, decriminalizing weed at the federal level. Uh, um, you know, student loan debt forgiveness. I mean, I, I kind of feel like when you think that Joe Biden's going to be running against 90-year-old Herbert Hoover economics if he does run again, I, I'm not really worried about millennials abandoning Joe Biden because of his age. I hear this happening, this talk all over the place, and I'm like, well, they voted for him last time, and he was the oldest man ever elected president. I, I, I don't think millennials are that shallow that they won't vote for a guy just because he's grandpa's age. I agree. And, and I think a lot of what this generation has realized that I don't think we realize or that I think we were a little bit doubtful of in 2020 um, was how effective President Biden would be um, once he took office. Back in 2020, I remember uh, really clearly a lot of young people telling me, well, we just don't think he's progressive enough. We don't think he can accomplish as much as some like Bernie Sanders can. But that's been the complete opposite with this presidency. You've seen so many things, just like you said, it's the laundry list of items that President Biden has done that has one Uh, fulfilled his campaign promises, but also delivered on many of the core things that young people care about deeply, things like student loan forgiveness, climate change, marijuana possession. All of these things are so important for young people. And we realize that President Biden has delivered on a lot of these issues. And I think come 2024, you know, we'll see who runs. But I think if it ends up being Joe Biden versus the Republican candidate, young people are going to overwhelmingly vote for uh, Joe Biden because he's delivered on the promises that he made on the 2020 campaign trail. And he's actually cared about young people and invested in the issues that we care about, actually got them done. And so I think you're going to see um, at the end of the day, young people really supporting Joe Biden come 2024. So you don't think Ron DeSantis being abusive to trans children? You don't think Ron DeSantis being abusive to migrant families is going to be the spark that turns on young people? Is that what you're saying, Victor? You know, I'm not quite sure that's going to work. And, and this Republican Party is, you know, all of these attempts to attack our lives and 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 go after, you know, trans kids and LGBTQ kids. And I mean, it's just it doesn't work well with Gen Zers. They don't spend any time listening to us. And I just don't <laughs> if it comes Ron DeSantis, it's not even a question. Young people are not going to vote for someone like Ron DeSantis uh, this time around. Yeah, I'm also of the belief that young people generally aren't going to vote for a party that is too terrified to denounce yeah. racism or homophobia or anti-Semitism yeah. or xenophobia or Nazi especially when they all come over your house for Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, we're not even talking about Milo Yiannopoulos, who also, I mean, literally, Milo, pedophilia is cool. He was there. It was such a bad scene that we're not even talking about the pedophile that was there. Are, Are you at all shocked, as I am, that they're so scared to just call out Donald Trump for having Nazis over for dinner? You know, I want to be shocked, but there's been so much that they've proven over the last few years that shows that this is just who they are. They don't have the moral backbone. They don't speak out when, you know, we would all think that they should speak out or they, they would speak out. They just there's something about Trump that keeps them within just doing anything that's moral. Yeah. And, and and it's really apparent. I mean, you see this cult of personality around Trump. They care so much about power that's and using Trump that yeah. they don't even legislate. They don't even listen to people. And um, it, it's really sad. You know, they can't even denounce anti-Semitism, racism, the termination of the U.S. Constitution. All of these things are things that, you know, I wish we could go back to a reality. Well, they'll denounce it. They'll, they'll, would be- they'll denounce racism. They'll denounce anti-Semitism as an abstract. Right. right? But they, you yeah, know, exactly. you've got Kevin McCarthy outside the White House 
lying. Trump condemned Nick Fuentes four times. Actually, the number's zero. He condemned Nick Fuentes yeah. zero times, and they're so terrified to ever criticize Trump. And it's not because of their morality, as you know. It's because of their lust for power. Yeah. And, and I remember last week, Mitch McConnell said that, you know, he, he said that racism has no place in the party. But the one name that he didn't mention was Donald Trump. I mean, they're literally scared of Donald Trump, I think. And it's they're the base of voters. They know that what they're going to say won't work. And it's 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 their lust of power. I think at the end of the day, just like you said, you, I can't have said it better. Yeah. Um, hey, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Kanye's recent controversy will um, will hurt him with uh, Gen Z Nazis or will Gen Z not? We don't have a lot of Gen Z Nazis, do we? They're, they're not not really a thing in this country. Not not many. Although I, I do think that a lot of Gen Zers are learning to uh, separate the artists from the uh, I guess not separating the artist from the person. I think that was a tendency that they uh, a lot of young people, I think that I've talked to say that, you know, he's a great singer. And, and so therefore, we're going to keep on listening to him. But with all of these comments, I've been hearing more people say that we aren't going to listen to Kanye anymore because of just his blatant anti-Semitism. Uh, yeah. And it's it's really disgusting on all levels. And it's harder to listen to a man who who says these things. And I think a lot of young people, it's, it's going to hurt Kanye West uh, if he keeps on doing these things, because this just has no place in America. I completely agree. Um, and, and I mean, just praising Hitler, it's, you know, so easy, yeah. even for mentally ill people. Most mentally ill people have a really easy yeah. time not complimenting Hitler. It comes natural. Mm-hmm. Um, w- one last yeah. thing I want to ask you about, you know, last week we saw this um, the, 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 the war over allowing our rail workers to have seven days of paid sick leave. And of course, um, look, I'm rooting for Joe Biden, and I know that a railway strike at the height of Christmas season during inflation times would be very bad. And so I'll criticize him. We we criticized last week over this. But as we go to break, don't the Republicans deserve a bit more criticism, Victor? They're the ones who voted against doing anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, that that's something I think everyone should be paying attention to. This is how our elected officials treats our essential workers. It's seven days of paid guaranteed sick leave leave 43 uh senators voted against it. and i will also say one other democratic senator voted against it which is joe manchin That's and right. i think part of the reason why this election in georgia is so important if i can make that connection is that a 51 senate is going to look far different than a 50 50 senate um 51 senators controlling uh if democrats control that 51 49 uh, majority what that's going to mean is the committees are going to have a majority of democrats the things that the Senate getting uh, things like gun reform legislation, other you know judges, justices confirmed right is going to be far more likely. And so that's another reason why I think a lot of people have to pay attention to Georgia, invest their resources and volunteer there, because that is going to what's I think going to put someone like Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema in the dustbin of history and actually get Democrats uh, what they need to get stuff done. I can't wait to discuss the results with you, sir. What's the best way for our listeners to yeah. follow you, Victor? You can follow me on Twitter at VictorShe2020 or find me on uh, YouTube.com slash Politicon. That's where you can find all my shows uh, with Joe Weinbanks and also my new one called On The Move. Always a pleasure, sir. Come see us again very soon. Thank you. We'll be right back with you. Thanks so much, Trevor. Thank you. We're at 866-997-4748. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. I'm John Fugel saying this is Progress After Dark. Uh, Marty in North Carolina, thank you so much for your patience. Hello. 
Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, it's fascinating to me to listen to you as a uh, conservative Republican Christian. Okay. It's just like, it, it's really like the bizarro universe. It must be. Huh? If we could possibly step out of our, our uh, traditional positions for a second. Sure. I, I don't know if you spend any time listening to conservative radio, but if, Every you, day. if you ever Every did. Every day. I mean, it sounds exactly the same. Uh, it, you, I mean, what your last caller just said, you know, um, the party of people who have, uh, you know, for, don't care about the people, the will of the people any longer, and have over, you know, don't well, care about I mean, the Constitution. Marty, and respectfully, this, Marty, respectfully, kind of the stuff. last, the, well, that's what the, the last, last two years, but Marty, respectfully, the, the last two years have shown uh, that. speaker was just saying. But Marty, respectfully, the last two How years have shown that. Article 2, Section Section 1, Clause 2 of the Constitution. Mm -hmm. How about it? What about it? Can you explain to me how changing election law and gutting uh, election fraud protections prior to the 2020 election? What election? Legally, it's supposed to be done only <sighs> by uh, by legislatures. Was done not by legislatures, but by uh, secretaries of state. What what illegal changes so what are you? What, wait, Marty, is, hang on, Marty, hang on a second, was, Marty, Marty. Let me let me respond. Do I get to respond to your accusations? Do I get to respond to your accusations? May I? I? I'm not trying to accuse. You asked me for an example. What I'm trying to say is. I'm asking Somehow, you to back up your example. What 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 illegal looking at each other. But Marty, you can't say Marty, way. but they, but you're doing it yourself, my friend. Respectfully, you're saying these yeah. things and I'm trying to counter it and you're just ahead, filibustering over me. Let's talk about Article, article 2. two. One Here's one question about Article 2. First off, does Article 2 grant the president the ability to do anything he wants? No. So was Donald Trump lying when he said that multiple times? About what? That Article 2 allows him to do anything he wants. He can say what he wants to no, say. No, 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 no. On a policy being, level, it, yeah, he said yeah, Article 2 means that he, he can do anything he wants, meaning no, he can't. But Donald Trump said he is not subject to prosecution. He can't break the law. He said Article he 2 says say I can do whatever he wants. No, he said He's I can. Charge. <laughs> Nobody's going to elect him for anything You're, and has never elected him yeah, to be king. He said, no conservative he ever said Article 2 gives him the power to do whatever, not to say whatever he wants. a bigger party after his election than, than Obama did. So you acknowledge he, he lies, he but you acknowledge That's he can't... That's not what matters. Marty, you acknowledge the man can't stop lying, right? I don't see it as a lie. I see it as someone speaking extemporaneously and hotly and honestly because... It's not honest, Marty. It's bullshitting. He's it's either He's either lying to you or he's bullshitting to you. There's nothing honest about it. Anything. He, he said the Constitution the gives the him the right to do whatever he wants. And when it comes down to it, that's not what's going to happen. The government is in charge. He's in his position as president, or what? July 23rd, 2019. Be having, he's not going to be elected as king. Marty, you brought so it up. Is Article 2, Section yeah, 1, He's going to talk over two. me, isn't he? Yeah. Then I have an Article 1 where I have the right to do whatever I want as president. Donald Trump, July 23rd, 2019. Okay. That's a lie. So he's, he, it's a lie. Go ahead. It's yeah, a lie. Absolutely. Yeah, you're too nice for this guy, Marty. You're a nice man. Trump's not. No, you're not a corrupt I, man. I understand Trump is. what his position is. His position is to oversee the policies of the United States in conjunction with the other branches of government. No, Marty, he he's a corrupt liar, but he's a corrupt liar. No, Marty, here's the million dollar question. How, how does a, how does a Christian, being, uh, Marty, how a, does a Christian uh, a support Trump? Mouth. Marty, and how... How does a Christian support Trump? How do you figure that? How can you be a follower of Christ and vote for Donald Trump and his policies? I th I'll answer the question, but I will note, you're not answering my question. About, I don't know if you don't know about Article 2, yes, Section 1, I, Clause 2. Yes, but I'm asking you, what did the government okay. do illegally? Well, what did the government do illegally? That's a good thing to not answer. Because I'm not, not answering it. What did, 2020. Dude, what fraud? As, as, Each state shall appoint... Fraud. In such manner as the legislature, there have made direct a number of electors equal to the whole number yes. of senators and representatives. Yes. And what was done illegally? Did not gut the fra uh, election fraud laws allowing of mail-in voting. St secretaries of state and governors did. That's not legal. That's not constitutionally legal. That immediately undermined the Constitution. And the then, then, I guess Trump, then I guess Trump really won and the election wasn't valid. Maybe they should have a lawsuit about this, Marty. Now, let me ask you again. How can you justify, as a follower of Christ, voting for Donald Trump? Can you cite one teaching of Christ from the Gospels that the Republican Party has fought for legislatively in the last three decades? 
one teaching of Jesus. Yeah, sure. All all men being created equal. That's not a teaching of Jesus, and that's not something that GOP oh, yeah, believes. Oh, no, the, no, you're actually yes, not quoting is. Jesus. I'm saying a specific gospel teaching of Christ that, that is the Republican all Party created equal. All men created. That, cre- that yes, is not in the Jesus New Testament. Christ, Jesus Christ is the one that came up with that concept. That is not in said. the New Testament. What is the yes, Christ teaching is. you're referring to? No, it you're is. quoting the Declaration of Independence. No, I, the, the Declaration of Independence quotes the Bible, more or less. Where does Jesus say all men are created equal? You're back making shit up. Sp- back when he's... No, no way. Tell me back where in the New speaking, Testament this is, Marty. I know the Bible I, extremely well. Not what, no, no, you don't. Then totally show me. Then prove me wrong, Marty. Prove me okay. wrong, because I don't Somebody think you know dick about I what Jesus a, talks about, my friend. A, I am a, I am a descendant back in uh, in the times when Jesus, before Jesus was, uh, when one was Jesus teaching, teach. Marty. One specific a, thing Jew. Christ taught, Marty. Come I'm on, you're filibustering, brother. One teaching of Christ in the Gospels. Hit me. I just told you. Where does Christ say all men are created equal? You're making uh, shit up. I am a son of Abraham. And and at that time... Marty, where does Jesus say all men are created equal? You're filibustering, my friend. You're too good for this. God can create, make sons of Abraham out of these stones. He's clearly saying we are all the same. How does the Republican Party fight for that? That Legislatively. being created equal. Prior to that, it was a caste system. It was tribalism. That is Christian teaching. All men are created. How does the Republican Party fight for that? Because I think the Democratic Party and the Republican Party both believe all men are created equal. I I I don't see any. No, Marty, you haven't. What is the Christ teaching? Tell me chapter and verse. Is this Matthew? He says it. Does he say it in Mark? Does he say it in Luke? No, I'm saying what is the? He never says all men. So how does the GOP fight? No, they you didn't. How does the GOP fight for a teaching of Jesus on a legislative level, Marty? Tell me what have they done in the last thirty years since 1992? How has the GOP fought for anything Christ teaches in the gospel? Because I can tell you where they're against the Beatitudes. I can tell you they're completely against everything in Matthew 25, the parable of the goats and the sheep. I can tell you that Donald Trump is a mockery, a mockery of the teachings of Christ. I'm not concerned about who Donald Trump is individually. I'm concerned about I think about Jesus policy. is a prop that... that right-wing people wave around to pretend they're virtuous, and then you legislate against him. How can you claim to be a follower of Christ and support this immigration policy, support the way migrants are treated, support cutting funds for the least of us while my, g- cutting taxes? Is making the rich richer, the Marty. They're, they're brought in now illegally, and how yeah. about the respect for the for the migrants that are here? Dude, tried to get away there's the one law Mexico, about immigration. And you're the, the cartel, Marty. There's one now. law. There's one law in the entire Bible about borders or immigration. Do you know what it is? Christ commands you to welcome the stranger. So how can you vote the Republican Party when their whole thing is shitting on minorities? You're You're not allowing them citizenship. You're not allowing them the respect. Of becoming citizens. So You're tell me, tell me how the Republican way in. So tell me what the an open door and letting them live so, under bridges so, and be marginalized. So how can you be a Republican for decades? No, That's I agree with Ronald Reagan. I agree with Ronald Reagan. I agree with Ronald Reagan. Let him in. Give him citizenship. Is to have a wall, and in the wall you can put a door where people can come in. <laughs> Cartels will stay out. Marty. All right. I got to go, Marty. This has been fun. Uh, I recommend the New Testament. I don't think you've read it before. Guys, please, if you're going to call here, don't tell me Jesus said all men are created equal. I've read the Declaration of Independence and the Beatitudes, okay? Jesus Christ. Uh, How do you support what Ron DeSantis did with migrant families? How do you support the involuntary hysterectomies of migrant women? How do you support stealing migrant children from their parents? These people haven't even broken a law. No, I'm sorry. You pretend to be a follower of Jesus and you're a Republican? You should be ready to get called what we call the fuck out. Quick break. We'll be right back with your calls and Rhonda Handsome at 866-997-GRIT. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I'm always happy on Mondays. What? Why? Because I get to talk to comedian Rhonda Hansom, who's open for Anita Baker, Diana Ross, Aretha Franklin. She does great solo shows. Catch her on Politipod, available on SoundCloud. And Rhonda will be appearing this weekend, if you're in New York, at the final Groovin' on a Sunday, 4 o'clock in the afternoon this December 11th at 53 Above Broadway on 318 West 53rd Street. It is the end of New York's longest-running cabaret variety show. And she's being funny and singing, too. Miss Hansom, welcome back. I'm black, y'all. <laughs> Thank God for that. You okay, Rhonda? Did you, did you survive that last call we had with Marty? It was a bit much for me. I, I, I fear that Marty must sleep in the shape of a pretzel. He is really a, a, yeah. a character. He's a character. You know, I'm sure he's a good guy. But yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty frustrating, I know. Um, but it's good to know that Jesus wrote the Declaration of Independence. That's what I got from yes, that. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Um, so listen, let, let's talk about the Supreme Court, because uh, I know you have some concerns about what was going on today. Well, John, I I feel a, a little uh, flummoxed by this. It, it, it feels like we're going into a state's rights uh, fight. It? Yeah. What could go wrong, huh? <laughs> How'd that turn out last time? Exactly. exactly. How many deaths over states' rights I mean, in America? It's it's uh, it's pretty ugly what's going on. The Supreme Court looks like they're going to allow at least some businesses to turn away gay tax paying same sex couples as customers. They heard these oral arguments today. This Colorado graphic designer who wants to break into wedding websites, but citing her religious beliefs, uh, she refuses to make them for same sex couples. So this is absolute bullshit um, on every level. This woman. It's not even a, 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 a you know, a, a, a graphic designer. She doesn't even have a wedding website, but she thinks that someday when she has one, she's not going to make any websites for same sex couples. So in other words, there's no victim here. Uh, uh, this woman is just deciding to hook up with the group ADF and um, have this case, 303 Creative. Set a precedent. Yeah. Whether they can refuse to sell her product to same sex couples, but no same sex couple has ever tried to buy her product. They're just suing before anybody even asks just to bring this to before the Supreme Court just to be shitty. Well, John, I really do feel like America is in some kind of um, tailspin um, because I was I was actually trying to figure out what is going on with the more Harper situation there where the state legislators can gerrymander districts and make rules for federal elections without any check from state courts. That's right. And I by again, by by just screwing with democracy and giving all the power to state legislatures, which we've already seen tried in Florida uh, and a couple other states as well. It's are, are we throwing everything out, including the baby with the bathwater? Are we throwing everything out? Are we throwing everything against the wall to see what few things stick for American democracy? No, I, I really do feel confused. about. OK, this. let me explain. We're not doing that. But Moore versus Harper would let like really extreme right wing state legislatures just say, oh, no, we're going to throw out the popular vote from our state and, and pick this guy instead. That's literally what it's about. And it's going to be in the court on Wednesday and it's going to be huge. It could upend how elections are run. And, you know, Michigan is part of this bipartisan coalition of states opposing this independent state legislature theory that the Supreme Court is being asked to adopt. But ultimately what it is is saying, well, if our legislature thinks 
there might have been some uh, uh, voter, you know, uh, uh, fraud. We can just throw the results out and decide who the winner was. And John, just, that is essentially codifying electoral fraud. Yes. Well, th- this is the tr- age of Trump, right? I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, think about think about, you know, the theory of the independent state legislature, which we used in 2000 to hand the election to Bush. And look how well that turned out. Huh? So they're just trying to do that even more. I- again, the Republican Party loves government. What they hate is voting. They don't like democracy, but they say they don't like government. They love it. What they really hate is actual democracy. And Moore v. Harper might be the most important Supreme Court case ever for our democracy. Well, I think they also hate the American people. Uh, they like the ones who behave. Uh, well, the ones who behave and the ones in the one percent. But this has got it has it really has me flummoxed. I, I just can't believe that we're go, we're going through all of these all of our rights. We're, we're just like picking them off, trying to pick them off one by one, John. I know. I know. At the same time, though, Nazis are having a moment, right? I mean, I've never seen Nazis and white supremacists have a better time in this country. It's just <laughs> oh, like well, they, they, they have their PR, their, their PR machine is cranking it out. It's really happening for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's I real I feel like I'm in a, a slow motion run from a lava flow. <laughs> you are. You are. But I mean, to me, I think Donald Trump did his whole I opened the show with a whole commentary about how Donald Trump's whole, you know, terminate the Constitution. To me, that was just to change the media narrative. You know, if we're talking about Donald Trump wants to throw out the Constitution, we're not talking about Donald Trump having white supremacists and Nazis over for Thanksgiving. We're not uh, talking about the Oath Keepers. We're not talking about seditious conspiracy. I think I think Trump is off his meds as well as Kanye. I think so, too. Because <laughs> now he's saying that he he didn't say get rid of the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I just quoted the exact words where, where he did. But, you know, Kanye, Kanye's not coming back, is he? I mean, Kanye is gone to a place where I don't think you return. What, but Kanye has been there. He has. And this is no disrespect to anyone with any kind of mental or emotional problems. But he hasn't admitted he is bipolar. Yes. And we give him a platform uh, apart from his music, I think, for for entertainment until he gets to a crisis point. And then we all act like we weren't talking to somebody who said he was off off this bean from the beginning. Yes, but but can I tell you what my, my, my issue here, my big hang up about Kanye, that I did a commentary on this last week and I want to get your thoughts on it. And we're going to get to calls in a second. But um, Kanye West has been saying terrible things for years about black folks. Kanye West has been just talking about how slavery was a choice. He's been putting down black women. He wore the White Lives Matter shirt and nobody had a problem with it. You know, everybody had a problem. Well, I mean, no black folks had a problem with it, but the mainstream media, no one shut him down. He was still an honored guest. He was still, you know, I mean, the mainstream media didn't get upset for his anti-blackness for years. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It, It took this finally for people to realize, oh, this might be untoward when he's been saying horrible things about the African American community for years. And that is the part where the media giving him this platform, it is so well i can't say hypocritical like the media is but it's it's so exploitive and it's so destructive Uh, you know i was trying to feel good about the end of this year john i feel very good about uh, the end of this year herschel walker's gonna lose tomorrow there's a lot of there's a lot to be grateful for Rhonda. and again I, i i do feel grateful to see that you know how many young people, how many African-Americans, how many Americans of all backgrounds have just risen up and disgusted at this anti-Semitism? It's like they floated a trial balloon to see how much they could get away with. The answer is not that much. I mean, I, I don't know. I think for everything negative you want to point to, I'll show you five positive things that are happening as well. Well, I feel like the whole uh, anti-Semitism thing is really a situation where <laughs> I'm not going to go there. With that. It's, it's a plot. By I, the, it's a hoax by the globalists. That's what that's what I say. <laughs> no, no. I have been focused on reparations for black people yes. uh, for um, a couple of years now. Yes. And I feel like there are things, uh, monkey wrenches thrown into the uh, atmosphere 
to keep us from being focused on repairing the the ills of slavery, Jim Crow, uh, <laughs> systemic racism. Yes. And, you know, I I've, I think I've been to like about what, 45, uh, 45, 50 Passovers. And, and it is really a cognitive dissonance for me to to be talking about slavery and be the only black person right. you know at, yeah. at the table and realizing that we are celebrating one group's um, release from that situation, whereas my group, my my ethnicity is still suffering That's the right. repercussions. Correct. Of that. Correct. Correct. I mean, my favorite story of the week, you hear about the judge in Florida who, you know, Ron DeSantis has the Stop Woke Act. And uh, and and it's the best story of the year for me. I'm going to do a whole thing on it tomorrow. But, you know, they're stop trying to woke act. What it's is the it, stop like, woke act. <laughs> yeah, it's just to try. It's it's this whole answer to like, you know, to try to uh, it's this whole bill just to more or less make racists happy. Right. And, and just but the court forced DeSantis's lawyer to define what woke means. Which is what I do whenever I have any media person, I'm on some debate and they say, oh, woke, woke, woke. I was like, what does woke mean this week? And Ron DeSantis' lawyers came out and said the belief there are systemic injustices in American society and the need to address them. And I think it's exactly right. So (laughs) they're literally saying they're literally outing themselves as racists. They're saying that, that we have to stop the belief that there are systemic injustices in American society and we should not address them. They're coming out and admitting it. And their supporters agree with them, John. Yeah, but the courts won't. Well, we'll see, won't we? I don't. We'll know. see about that. I don't know. I just think it's like wow, like they lie so much about wokeism means, and to actually have them come out and yeah, it's a pretty fair definition of it. There are systemic injustices in American society, but they don't care. They don't care, and that's what it's all about. It's not about critical race theory. It's about uncritical of racism theory. I wish they'd stay out of African-American vernacular. They they managed to take everything and just ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Hanson, thank you. Keep it tuned to progress. I'm John Fugel saying peace.